Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces who challenge the unconventional in the quest for creativity, humanity, innovation, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey where we celebrate experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms, from the inside of the mind to the far reaches of the universe. This is Neurons to Nirvana. In my last episode, I shared the personal experience for my ayahuasca ceremony and retreat. And now I need to continue with the second part of my journey to discuss my experience with San Pedro. The San Pedro cactus, also known as Huachuma, is a tall, fast-growing cactus that contains the psychedelic compound mescaline and has been used for powerful medicinal properties by South American peoples for thousands of years. San Pedro is the world's first hallucinogenic to be used by humans as evidence of its consumption dating back thousands of years. San Pedro users tend to report having an element of control during their trip. They can guide the trip in a way that ayahuasca users typically cannot. It is reportedly an awe-inspiring experience that can open creative pathways and allow users to think differently. Before the encounter with San Pedro is over, it is said that participants in her contemplative phase where they can look back on what they have discovered about themselves and the world before making decisions on how to act on the knowledge they have gained from the ceremony. Now, overall, a San Pedro trip lasts way longer than ayahuasca. Typically, it can last from 10 to 16 hours, and users will often take a second dosage midway through to extend the peak. By comparison, ayahuasca typically will only last somewhere between four and eight hours, depending on the dose. The San Pedro cactus is indigenous throughout the Andes mountain range, and the Huachuma cactus became known colloquial as San Pedro or St. Peter after the invasion of Spanish conquistadors and their armies. For millennia, the medicine has been used in ceremonies by Indian cultures to support physical health and spiritual well-being. Described as a form of devil worship by the invading Spanish missionaries, it was ultimately condemned for the indigenous people to conduct ceremonies using the Huachuma. For thousands of years, Andean populations have whispered of the miracle of Huachuma, a powerful hallucinogenic cactus that has allowed shamans to commune with the spirits. When European explorers arrived on the continent, they named the plant San Pedro after St. Peter, who is said to guard the entry to heaven. In recent decades, Westerners, including yours truly, have begun traveling to South America to participate in authentic and legal San Pedro ceremonies. The primary psychoactive compound is mescaline, considered a classic psychedelic because it causes physiological impacts that can leave a person in altered states of consciousness for hours. Now, San Pedro is usually consumed as a tea prepared from boiling water and sliced cactus. I want to stress again that I am not a doctor, botanist, or a scientist of any kind. If you're interested in exploring the healing powers of either ayahuasca from the last episode or San Pedro, there is an extensive amount of resources available from a variety of sources. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here in a hostel in Vilcabamba. I've got Adam Stammers from the UK. 
I wanted to talk with guys that were with me in and part of a ceremony where we took ayahuasca and San Pedro. We just recently all experienced a hell of a run at a retreat where we both took ayahuasca and a less known drug healing medicine by the name of San Pedro. So let's talk about San Pedro. All right, so we've talked about our dear mother, Aya, ayahuasca. Let's talk about the father spirit that we all partook, at least at one time, San Pedro. I had never, I didn't know much about San Pedro. In fact, as Adam, I believe you mentioned earlier, I'd forgotten that I was even going to take San Pedro. I was so (laughs) hyper-focused on ayahuasca that it wasn't until after that first ceremony that I remembered, oh, shit, wait, San Pedro, what the fuck, San Pedro? But it's also a healing drug, but totally different. What are your thoughts about San Pedro, Adam? Wow. Similar to you, like, I didn't have a lot of information about it before I got to the retreat, and it wasn't, like, a huge desire of mine to do it. I just thought, oh, I'm going to do it at some point. I'm looking forward to experiencing it, but if I don't do it, no big deal. But I've done it, I think, three or four times now, and it has been super powerful, and every single ceremony I've been in absolute love with it. And I think that's partly because of the mescaline uh, that it contains, but... Yeah, a lot of healing work's been done around my heart whilst I've been on San Pedro. So I've only ever had positive things to say about it. It still brings up, even within me, like some of the darker shadow side things that I've got to work on, but it's all good. Yeah, as long as you can integrate that, it's absolutely fine. But it it creates like a real loving environment within me, like a loving energy to be able to see that side of me and then accept it, love it heal it and then integrate it into my daily life after that so it's been a very powerful medicine for myself so we we've stated some medicine but what is san pedro exactly so san pedro is just a cactus and grows traditionally in south america i think central america as well it's indigenous and so i've read in the andes area so yeah it's very prevalent and it grows uh naturally both in ecuador Peru, and am I missing anywhere else? That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a Spanish, Espanol for St. Peter. Yeah, so it's a, it's mescaline that comes from a, a local cacti here uh, in, in South America, mostly in the Andes area, but mountain range. But for me personally, it was, uh, so it's mescaline, so it felt like ecstasy, MDMA, and LSD. I, I had some visuals. We started at 8 a.m. We had our first cup of San Pedro, and initially the first 30, 40 minutes, I didn't really feel much, but by the time we got to the Maloka, I mean, I felt like I was on ecstasy, like I was rolling. At that point, it was a beautiful day, it was sunshine, and I was like, man, I just want to fucking dance. <laughs> I just really want to dance. I wanted to be more, way more active than I, I was on ayahuasca, you know, I wanted to hike, and I was, I was. We were forced to sit in the Maloka, but it was it was good because of the intent of the message of what we were talking about. But at one point before we started the actual formal ceremony, I literally just wanted to go hiking because it was such a beautiful day, and or and at the same time I was talking, you know, just chatting. It's a for me personally, just for me, it was way more of a social drug. So I felt way more on point as far as cracking jokes 
trying to be, you know, social, in, involved. And, and I remember, like, I, I'm sure I was annoying. Like, I was popping into people's company. What, what are y'all What are y'all talking about? <laughs> you were in and out of the Maloka a lot. I was, well, yeah, and I wanted to help you. You were, you were a helper, but yeah. you were also, that day, you were on San Pedro. Uh-huh. I remember seeing you in the where the wood was being stored, you just looked so fucking puzzled. <laughs> I was. Just absolutely I was a, baffled. I had no idea which logs to pick. And so <laughs> I, me being helpful and elated, I, I walked over there and I said, you need some help? And they're like, yeah. I said, well, all right, well, what are we doing? He said, I'm looking for eucalyptus. I said, well, you have to show me at least one piece and then <laughs> I can help you bring some over. And he said, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> but it's different than ayahuasca i can verbalize and my thoughts and crack jokes and and sort of be more of what i think i am normally but it's also such a healing medicine in itself let's not forget everybody had different experiences the vast array of things that we saw Mm -hmm. adam how many times have you had uh san pedro i think it's been Two times in ceremony and then one time in the ceremony as a helper, which is that ceremony that you did. So three in total. Yeah, one San Pedro, one Sweat Lodge, and then the third San Pedro as a helper. And were they all similar or yeah, different? Yeah, they, for me, I don't know whether it's just because I've... I don't know, but I always feel really good on San Pedro and feel really in control. I just end up loving everything and just looking around the group and being like, oh, everyone's so great, everything's so great. There was only one time, and that was after the Sweat Lodge, where I felt like any sort of the deep, dark healing work was being done. But like I was saying earlier, that seeing those darker elements and those shadow elements, um, especially with San Pedro, it's not a bad thing. Like You've got to see that side of you sometimes to integrate and be more whole and feel more healed every single one's been positive every single one so i've been quite lucky in that regard i think i believe this is an opportunity to compare the san pedro ceremony to ayahuasca like ayahuasca there is a ceremony and it is critical to have a shaman that respects the healing properties of the medicine very much like ayahuasca a traditional san pedro ceremony will require an immense level of preparation such as eliminating consumption of alcohol, meat, and rich foods in the several days leading up to the ceremony. Also, because antidepressants can serve as a catalyst for extremely dangerous and negative response to both the body and mind on both San Pedro and Ayahuasca, I tapered off my medications completely more than two weeks prior to participating in each ceremony. As with Ayahuasca, my preparation included intention setting and self-reflection. In the case of San Pedro, it was also advised to arrive in a spirit of gratitude and reverence for the plant teacher that makes healing possible. Very much like ayahuasca, the San Pedro tea tastes bitter and is also unpleasant. Many people tend to feel nausea and some may even vomit after drinking San Pedro. The effects usually begin between 15 to 40 minutes after consuming the tea. With the experience building in intensity, over the first one to three hours before reaching the peak around hour three or four. In my ceremony, I found it beautiful from the beginning. 
there was this simplicity in beginning with prayers. We prayed for the water, prayed for the trees, the flowers, and the oceans. We expressed gratitude for life. It's such a simple concept, really, but something so many tend to often forget. I believe the difference with San Pedro versus ayahuasca is that you have a bit more mental capacity to it in a conventional sense, not in an otherworldly sense in the terms of visions and messages from ayahuasca. San Pedro allowed me to process my ideas in a slightly more meaningful and lucid way. And that's why I think they say ayahuasca gives you the messages and San Pedro gives you the strength to implement and process it. For me, the beauty of San Pedro is that you receive the lessons and I was still able to process them in a way that you can't always when one is on ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is like being plugged into the matrix. Mother Aya gave me a surge of visions and then I had to find a way to integrate those messages into my daily life. Deciphering the messages from ayahuasca slowly built over time for me, whereas San Pedro, I could see it happening in real time. The chemical properties of San Pedro almost immediately provided a desire for me to help and be social with other members of the ceremony. Unlike Mother Ayahuasca, San Pedro has a male spirit who many say is the spirit of the father. And because of this, San Pedro felt more direct and gave me more straightforward answers than ayahuasca. San Pedro also gave me a much more pleasant experience, almost as if a grandfather putting his arms around my shoulders and showing me the beauty of life. Whereas ayahuasca can be a harsh mother that can slap you around by showing you all your trauma and issues that one may have locked away in many instances for years. Thus, where San Pedro shows you the light and ayahuasca shows you the darkness and the light, these are the only two plant medicines recommended to take so soon after one another, as they in fact complement each other quite well. San Pedro is something I enjoyed a lot more, but I think both medicines were instrumental in shifting my mindset and healing my deep pain. Here is Adam now again from his perspective. I felt as though everybody's sense of empathy and love and joy for life, even when people were in pain telling their struggles and in life and their trauma and what they've experienced, I wanted to do nothing but bring joy to their lives, whether it was through laughter or a hug or to tell them that I love them. Mm -hmm. And then I was so grateful to be there with them and part of our family from the retreat. It was a beautiful thing. You know, they're testing for the therapeutic, uh, the FDA is for MDMA, is, and it used to be legal up until 1985 uh, in the States, that is as far as therapy, but there's a lot, it's just like ayahuasca. I mean, these things come from plants. In this instance, San Pedro, as I stated, comes from a cactus. And it makes you in tune with other people's pain and suffering and, and want to, to help them, whether it is going to go grab fire for the, I mean, wood for the fire or telling people that they're fucking awesome. <laughs> people need to hear that that they have value in this world, that there is self-worth and that they need to love themselves in order to love others. It's just a beautiful experience that I think that everybody needs to have at least once in their life, if not numerous times. Mm -hmm. And you're not, I don't think you can do it anywhere else but in South America. I didn't even know that we were taking it or I completely forgot. I was so caught up in 
freaking out about shit myself or puking in my lap that it, I forgot we were doing on San Pedro. So it was such a joyous experience for me. I mean, it wasn't the case for everybody. My intent was to try to, and that's how I've always tried to handle life is I've, I've used humor and laughter as a my medicine to try to help other people and hugs. It's way more of a less introverted kind of introspective drug mm. or medicine than ayahuasca. Mm. That's my personal take. And, you know, I think people would tend to agree, but everybody reacts to it differently depending on what's going on. But it, it's just a beautiful thing. And I didn't know anything about San Pedro at all. Mm. Nothing. Mm. I'd forgotten. Yeah, it was an interesting experience because you're trying to help the guests, um, help the fire at the same time. In fact, the first hour of the time in the Maloka was pretty intense. And I completely forgot about the fire that whole time because there's so much going on with the guests. So trying to do that all whilst on the medicine is, is pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, Tom, just trying to look at logs and pick out which <laughs> logs to pick. Can be quite a task. Yeah. Um, which sometimes. one's eucalyptus? Which I one's eucalyptus? No which clue. one's pine? Who knows? But I knew towards the end of the ceremony, I got better at it. But yeah, it, it was that was one of the best days of my life, just being in that ceremonial setting with people and helping and helping the fire whilst on San Pedro, because I just felt so connected to myself. I felt so connected to the group, so connected to why I was there and the service I was providing. So for me, it was whilst it was challenging at times, it was definitely up there one of the best days of my life so yeah thank you guys for being part of that as well thank you i mean watching you mess with that fire it looked like i was when i was a kid trying to play tetris (laughs) (laughs) how you were messing with the fire and i was like how the fuck is he doing that right now i mean and i will say the fire was going in my face terribly yeah that's not your fault no that's the wind yeah i mean all at that point all i could do was giggle and put a blanket over my head but the point is is the the healing power of both is so profound that i think that everybody needs to experience it Mm. uh, so that you are more in tune with self-love for yourself and others that are the most important in your lives because we forget about so much in our day-to-day lives uh, when we're running errands or commuting to work there's just so much head and head trash and static that gets us worked up we forget about the importance of love both for others and self-love that i'm just grateful for san pedro god bless it Mm. i found it really good it wasn't too hot i thought it was gonna be a lot hotter than it was but it was fine the heat i didn't do ayahuasca actually so i just did two rounds of san pedro I found the whole thing really beautiful. I was connected to the group again, as I typically am with San Pedro. Uh, I got absolutely pummeled by a load of gratitude, um, which was nice to be able to experience. After the ceremony was where it wasn't so pleasant and I had to do, or I had to see a load of stuff and blockages around my heart, but that was all good. Sweat, I would encourage people to do sweat lodges as well, for sure. Including Tom, which you need to do sweat lodge. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. One day. 
Uh, how many retreats do we know of that actually do that? Uh, two, three, four? Yeah, a couple in Ecuador. Just two in Ecuador? Um, there's one close to here which does it, actually. I yeah. think I read one or two in Peru as well. Mm. So, you know, as far as... What's our final message regarding both Mother Aya and San Pedro? Whether it's blogs or groups mm. or, you know, things you can find throughout uh, the Internet. Definitely do your research so that you're in a safe place where you feel connectivity with the people that you meet so that you have the most profound experience. But, you know, stop buying things you don't need, eating shit. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. And for God's sakes, try ayahuasca in San Pedro. Would you like to say a couple of words? So I have a, another dear friend uh, that was part of the family, uh, Miha. Hello. I think it'd be great to hear a female's perspective on both ayahuasca and San Pedro. So tell us your story. How was it when, when you took both uh, medicines? Both San Pedro, the Father Spirit, and Mother Aya, ayahuasca. My first ayahuasca, before I took ayahuasca, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't read any blog, so I had no expectation. And I was just observing how she got into my body and how, how my body would react. And she was very gentle and... I could feel her, how she moved right. and came into my veins, every single veins, like every step she took, like I could feel it. Oh, she's coming down to my stomach and my legs right. and stuff. And I, and I asked her to complete, fulfill my, all of my veins and just wrap me with her love and energy. Right. And That's beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was really cold, right? Freezing um, out there. Yeah, freezing out there. But she warmed me up, and I actually could sleep and pass out in Maloka, and I felt so much love and kindness from her. So I was so grateful, and thankfully there was no purge for me. No, you know, throwing up. Shitting no. yourself. <laughs> or even turtle. <laughs> nothing. So right, I right. I was very surprised. Yeah. At the same time, I was just grateful. And I was looking up the sky and there was this beautiful moon um, through the Maloka's window uh, with the fire. And oh, nice. The sound of trees. Yep. They were singing and dancing gently and... The moon was just shining on us, and it was such a beautiful night. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm, it was. So that was my experience with um, ayahuasca, number one. And with San Pedro, it's masculine um, grandfather medicine. So we were sitting around the fire, and everybody kind of had to stand up and then say things that they want to let go of 
and pray for yourself or pray for your family or pray for your lover. And um, it was really hard for me to say about my traumas, my struggles, my suffer in the past. Right. It took me lots and lots of courage. And you actually don't have to say it as long as you, like, you say it in, in, in your heart. In, internally, right. Mm-hmm. But um, at this moment, um, I strongly felt like I have to say it loud to say goodbye to my dark past and start a new life, bring lots and lots of love and positivity into my life and myself. So I felt my body was shaking for the whole time. And then um, it took me a long time to, to go up there in front of the fire and pray, swear, and say a word. I felt so much love and support from the members that were sitting there. I felt like everyone was sending their love to me and I felt so strong and I actually felt like I was with, I don't know, my life friends or even family brother, brothers and sisters, which surprised me because they were completely strangers. We, I'd known you for three days, I think. <laughs> You know? Yeah, you you weren't there. My first <laughs> I think I was trying to find wood, <laughs> or at least that. I, yeah, well, I, was, I, I wasn't there for the love from the state of oh, wherever yeah. you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, in spirit, but but the thing is, I didn't really feel connection until then with the family, with the whole but, group of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were just there. To, for the retreat to heal themselves. I was just one of them, and they were, they were there. But suddenly I felt so much love and connection with everybody who were there, and it was so beautiful. And somebody even cried for me after I prayed, and, and that was my first time that I actually could pray for myself. Yeah. Why is that? Why was that the first time? I I never thought of praying for myself in my life. I I I'd always, you know, pray for my family, friends, whoever needed. So I was I had been always for the people who need me, but never like, you know, paid attention to myself until recently. And then I even felt guilty to pray for myself. Instead of, you know, people are so starving or don't even have a home to sleep. Or clean water. Mm-hmm. No yes. water, maybe no family. You know, like people are suffering. A lot of people are suffering. On the other hand, I have my family. I have my friends. I have my boyfriend. I don't have to struggle with anything. Right. So I felt so guilty to pray for myself. But... At that moment, like, everyone gave me that courage and love to actually pray for myself. And now I felt, I felt so strongly that if I pray for myself, if I, if I could heal myself first, you know, I could actually share my love and energy with more people. And that kind of, like, 
power of love or even magic can save the world. That's how I felt. So that masculine medicine, um, San Pedro, saved me and gave me the strength. So it was such a beautiful moment around the fire and everyone was crying or everyone was like super laughing. Right. For no reason, especially Clint, this guy. Um, <laughs> he's, I, I will never forget how he smiles. Yes. He's, he, he was in heaven. He was, he was laughing, he was smiling, he was giggling and he was crying. Such a beautiful person. Oh, yeah. Next, sitting next to his girlfriend, Mary. It was such a beautiful moment. I'm so thankful. So would you suggest to the audience that they should take both ayahuasca and San Pedro? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I actually um, never believed in drug medicine before I went to Gaia. I thought, I always thought like taking drugs, medicine are just, you know, trying to escape from your reality. And I even thought it was just cheating. Why did you think it was cheating? Because they they make you see things that we, we, we usually can't see or think or take you to the place where we never been to or we usually don't get to go to. A lot of my friends uh, who are spiritual or who have been practicing meditation, they've taught me they've been beyond there. Right. They've seen like so many visuals or they've they've seen like another themselves in parallel world. They met themselves in the past life or you know, like a lot of people have told me like you can get there for meditation. Right. Which I haven't been able to. Neither but, have I. Mm, but I I always wanted to get there for my meditation. It was really hard for me to connect with myself because I didn't love myself enough or I'd always reject myself, you know, I, I'd always feel like I'm not good enough, I'm not beautiful enough, like I don't really have anything, you know, like I don't deserve happiness or, you know, those crazy things. I, I was completely lack of self-love, so... Right. All I did in my life was just denying myself and trying to help other people instead of helping myself first. So it was really hard for me to like to meditate and connect with myself deeply and get to the point, you know, where you can see the visuals or get messages. And sure. Stuff. Even at Vipassana meditation, Vipassana meditation, they teach you how important to meditate, to be quiet and to stay away from internet, those high buildings or pollution and everything we're used to in our uh, normal lives. And I learned so many beautiful things there, yet I couldn't connect with myself deeply for meditation because I was luck of my gang, you know, self-love, self-respect. So 
but those medicine Aya and San Pedro gave me the strength or confidence or comfort to connect with myself and it's okay to pray for yourself to love yourself first yep. before you pray for the others this power I can I can feel I have more love to share with other people and I I feel stronger so that you know I can support my family and friends more than ever I highly recommend this medicine It's beautiful everybody should take it or try it um, But it has to be at the right you know set and setting with right shaman yes. you know It's really important I Absolutely think. Is there anything else you'd like to add from your perspective? There's so much love in this world and as long as we love ourselves and be positive and connect with the mother nature and universe, we can definitely save the world. We don't even need to like to donation or like physically help people but if we have this magic of love and light and positivity this world will be much much better place and i believe in this magic and i have a faith in all of us like every single human that we have this beautiful love and we actually have ability and chance to pass it to the next generation i'm glad to be born as a human being <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. i am as well after our experience together mm. with all of you you know we like we actually think we can think not you know just having babies right but you know after so many struggles doubts crying and everything we can actually pick one person and love trust and after this beautiful strong connection and love we can actually make treasure which is you know our future children and yeah i'm really looking forward to meeting them and pass my and my future husband's love and we we just share and inspire that love with others so many people in the world yeah i couldn't agree with you more <laughs> seriously there's no way you could have hand picked us to be together but it because of the medicine it was one of the most profound and beautiful experiences i've ever had in my life so i'm just so grateful that i got to spend it with you all and hopefully our stories that we shared today will spread the word and cause people compel people to actually take the medicines both of them as well So thank you for sharing. 
I had this romantic, like, oh, everybody should take ayahuasca. Oh, the true value in the world would, yes, the world would be a better place if under the right circumstances. But here's the problem. That Pandora's box has been opened, and it has true value for people who are in need. And for me, I was tired of the... <laughs> Therapy. I didn't want to sit and talk about my feelings in a chair and go back and forth. There, it, it's helpful, but I was not quite... There was something inside of me that I could not get out. I'd lost my dad. And uh, this huge void in my life, this male presence, was gone. And I had to fill in, and my mom was married to him for 50 years. And I had aspirations, and once he passed away, she was like, what's a podcast? Get a real job. What's wrong with you? And so I did, and I fucking hated it. But I never gave up. Sometimes therapy, it's, the answers are all within you, but the plan was for me to go down to South America to this retreat, which I did, and to get a new perspective and a shot in the arm and inspiration and find all the answers. And I did. And you've heard part of it. But I also knew I was kind of cheating myself because the thing that I did not describe was I didn't want to shit and puke around people. I didn't want to purge my feelings. So when I said, oh, I thought I was going to hell, I was convulsing. That was me trying to vomit. But I didn't want to, no, I'm too tough. I don't, I'm not going to throw up. Well, then that defeats the whole purpose. When I was like, oh, I was convulsing, that was me trying to purge, and I was fighting it, and I was standing up, and I was fucking smoking a cigarette, and I was away from the ceremony after I was like, do I need to piss, vomit, shit? And then I got stuck in the bathroom, and then I explained to myself. So there was a sense of beauty, and there was a message, but it was skewed. When my dad died, things got a little jaded, and I never closed doors with people. And so when I found somebody that was very important to me because of unsure footing for various circumstances, I did not feel comfortable with where I was. Something happened where it was discovered that I had not closed the door with past loved ones, past girlfriends and so forth because this huge void in my life and having to live in my dad's shadow in the savannah community i always loved savannah but i need to find my own way and experience new things away from my comfort zone so i moved to austin i had some closure we were able to step back and look at it like adults and understand that sometimes things even as great as they are, they just can't quite work out the way we had hoped for for various reasons. It was great to reconcile with what had happened between us and the fact that I was finally going to launch this fucker because I had so much other work to do. And I went and met wonderful people from the retreat. I will not say the name. I will never disclose where I was, who the shaman was, what the retreat is. If you're going to do this, do your research. People are in search and need help, and there is true value in the medicine. There are also people that are trying to make a buck, 
and will lead you and take advantage of you. I told my friends after I left the retreat, they said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to make my way down. I'm heading down down to Peru. I told them that I was going to do a bunch of things like Machu Picchu or Rainbow Mountain. Just travel around. And and then I said, but, you know, I think before I head home, I'm going to need to take the medicine again. They said, really? Why? And I just said, there's something there, but there's more. And boy, was I correct. I had no fucking idea. I wanted to find my direction and my focus and passion and my way. And it's still fluid. Now, needless to say, that recording with was the fall of 2019. This big scary thing was COVID was already out. It was lurking and everyone's world was going to change for all of us forever. My third... It, it gave me the fortitude to handle what was coming. I went to, I did research through some recommendations. I don't want people to just go down there haphazardly. The point is, is first, A, you need to make sure that you, this is something that you need. And the medicine was calling me because I just could not break the barrier of finding my footing with my grief and so forth and who I truly am. Finally, I mustered up and I show up and they were so welcoming. And I keep up with some of the people from the retreat. Awesome. It was amazing. And I hope to keep up with them some form or fashion and hope to see some of them again. But yeah, I just decided to go and I told them, they said, oh, were you, were you going to a retreat? And I said, no, I found a shaman and I went one-on-one. They said, One, that's fucking intense. I said, well, listen, you don't understand. I just know that I've got some shit to do and I have a feeling <laughs> that it was only the tip of the iceberg. I have been able to not only confront a lot of my so-called demons of past trauma, anxiety, insecurities, and self-doubt in life from my ayahuasca and San Pedro ceremonies, but ultimately I've learned to heal and most importantly move past them. I realize how crazy all this sounds, but I really don't care. It's one of those things where you have to experience it to believe it. My experiences with both Mother Aya and San Pedro gave me the strength to stop doubting myself and giving a shit what other people think, which I would encourage anyone to do because it can be quite liberating. However, don't believe something blindly just because someone tells you to, including myself. But keep an open mind and make your own judgment. So should you do San Pedro? At the end of the day, it's up to you. San Pedro has helped me in many ways. I've learned to get rid of any expectations and just enjoy the ride. Because when you expect something to happen and it doesn't, then you just end up suffering. And if you're skeptical about this, good. We need people like you, otherwise everyone would try anything with little to zero knowledge. Without skeptics, we wouldn't have psychedelics being scientifically studied right now, which is giving us proof that psychedelics actually can alleviate mental health significantly with a high success rate. One of those scientists on the forefront of psychedelic research is Dr. Marcus Rogan, founder and chief scientific officer of Delic Labs, 
a leading psychedelic wellness platform committed to bringing safe, legal, and science-backed benefits and treatments to the masses. In my next episode, Dr. Rogan and I discuss developments in psychedelic research, including cannabis, psilocybin, ketamine, and MDMA and their application in treating PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I want to express my gratitude to Adam and Miha for sharing their personal experiences, as well as you all out there listening by joining me on another personal exploration inside the mind. Until next time, this is Neurons to Nirvana.